my god no it's because it's been a month yeah oh over a little over a, a month over a month since we last recorded mm-hmm. oh my god hi guys we're back we're back it's been too fucking long um we're not gonna lie to you um dara had COVID. Mm-hmm. so we had no choice but to stop for a bit it was messed up um yeah first it was christmas then new year's right then you got covid and then i okay so i'm vaccinated i'm fully vaccinated and i have the booster shot it was the week that i got the booster shot that i got sick and i was like oh okay it's just it's just like a regular side effect next thing you know i'm not moving out of bed for a week yeah i'm not eating and going to the bathroom was all the energy I had in me at all. Oh, and then I got food poisoning the next week. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> yep. And while Dara was um, pretty much dying on her couch, yeah, I quit my job. So I've been living my best life on the couch. Yes. Yeah. I have been just, you know, watching TikTok all day long for days and 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 right as the new year started too so both of us have just been going through stuff good and bad and here we are yeah finally recording again yeah at the end of january uh we've obviously lost a few listeners and that's okay we We understand that we understand hopefully we bring you back with you know, these next topics and seasons we have coming up. Yeah. And I mean, even the biggest podcasts that are most popular right now, they still have listeners that they lose. But yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we're just starting. It's like, it hits, it's, it, it hits harder. Yeah. It hits a lot harder. And we're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully. And, and a lot of people uh, that listen to us don't really know how to reach out to tell us like, hey, are you guys still right. creating? We are. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, which I'm actually going to create a Instagram tonight, by the way, guys, like for sure, because I don't know how to work a business Facebook. So don't even bother with the business Facebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just follow our Instagram as soon as I make it. Right. Because I'm also going to tag us in it every time we post that way. Okay, cool. So, so there you have it, guys. Bridget is going to make us an Instagram. Yes. What? <laughs> in the new year, 2022. Woo-woo, woo-woo. Um. So I guess we should start with our intro again. Hi, I'm Dara. I'm Bridget. And we're two girls in a theory. <laughs> in 2022. Yeah. Because I feel like some of you are like, who the fuck even are you? And we're just... Yeah. <laughs> we're um, just... You know. And, you know, I know it's said all the time. All, all the time. But it really is New Year, New Bitch. Yeah. It really is. Actually, though. Uh, mainly because, like I said, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a new job. But it seems very, very soft. It seems very more, much more calm. Very more calm. <laughs> v more calm. <laughs> and we're all happy for you. Yeah. I know I am. I was so excited to hear that you took the opportunity to get out of your situation and get into this new job. And it treats you right. I know. It's amazing. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Okay, guys. So today, Dara did all the research for this topic. I will be listening with you guys because I have no idea what this topic is. I'm storytelling today. Um, So there's a few 
trigger warnings, a um, few disclaimers. If and in case in case we've been gone too long and you don't really remember what this season is, this season is true crime, some mystery, some bizarre supernatural maybe we'll see this one is yeah it's true crime and a little supernatural yeah um what was like a mystery Damn. you were talking about trigger warnings oh yes trigger warnings uh by the way we're still in season two just so everyone is yep. is caught up um but anyway so the trigger warnings are um death obviously and um sexual assault so if you are not comfortable listening to that Go ahead and maybe skip this episode if you'd like. No hard feelings. We care about your mental health. Um, so please don't be afraid to just turn this off. And I guess we should get started. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Okay. So my sources for this week's episode come from um, a website called medium, medium.com and another website called all that's interesting.com. So um, if you want to fact check me for any reason at all go ahead and you can use those two websites and this week our episode is based on a woman named Teresita Vasa um, and her death and how she supernaturally um, led the police to her killer and he was he confessed to it and went to jail so wow mm-hmm supernatural it is supernatural and it is true crime and i'm it's this was so intriguing oh sorry if you guys heard that i bumped into the table okay (laughs) okay so let's begin teresita basa was born and raised in the philippines an only child born to a wealthy couple teresita graduated from assumption college in manila by the way i'm filipino so um (laughs) some of this i might i might have um actually be able to pronounce exactly right i'll be able to pronounce it and you'll hear my accent every so often um yeah okay i just wanted to put that up there anyway so she graduated from assumption college in manila and then she graduated or i'm sorry she immigrated to the u.s and then went to indiana university to earn a master's in music it's so funny because we're in indiana we're located in indiana (laughs) um and then eventually she would enter the medical field while still having her passion for music in 1977, Teresita was 47 years old, living in Chicago, and worked at Edgewater Hospital. Side note: I'm also from Chicago, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of these locations that were mentioned in this case, I've been to, and I I was just like, oh my god, I know exactly where that is. I've passed by it so many times. Anyway, um, so yeah, she was working in Chicago at Edgewater Hospital. Um, At this time, she decided to go back to school and receive her doctoral thesis in music at Loyola University, and during her free time would give uh, piano lessons out of her apartment. So she was this really sweet, um, musically inclined woman. Nice. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, On Monday, February 21st, 1977, it was an ordinary routine day for Teresita. She worked her normal shift at the hospital, then went home to her apartment on North Pine Grove Avenue. At around 7.30 p.m., she received a phone call from her friend, Ruth, and talked for about 20 minutes. Then Teresita told Ruth that she had to get off the phone because she was she was expecting a male visitor. Ruth didn't ask her any details other than that. She just said, okay, well, have a great night. See you tomorrow. That kind of thing. 
Um, at around 8.40 p.m., a couple who lived down the hall from Teresita thought they smelled smoke coming mm. from her unit, but they weren't entirely sure if it was actually coming from her unit. So because of this, Merid and Catherine Kanazzi, Kanazzi? I hope I'm saying that right, um, the neighbors that were living down the hallway from, from Teresita called the building's janitor, and he called the Chicago Fire Department. He wasn't taking any chances. He's like, well, if you smell fire, yeah, if you smell, if you smoke, smell smoke, I had to call the fire department. <laughs> um, so then the fire department started evacuating the residents from North Pine Grove, North Pine Grove Avenue. Um, and by the time the firefighters rushed into the building, the hallway where Merritt and Catherine's apartment was located was filling with smoke. Firefighters determined that the source of the smoke was coming from Teresita's apartment. So firefighters broke down her door and they were able to extinguish the flames in minutes. But once the fire was out, they determined the fire was not accidental. Dun, dun, dun. This is, it's starting to get to that point in the story where it's like, what? You know, <laughs> okay. Yes. I want to preface, I am not shaming the friend at all. I, yeah, I yeah. am just so nosy that if you told me that you were going to see a guy, I would be all up in your space. I am so fucking nosy, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, I can hear people on the phone across the room, and I will want to know. Corey, my fiance, he gets so annoyed because he'll see me, like, literally just zone out whenever he talks to me. Because you're be listening to other people. You're eavesdropping in other people's conversations. I do. I do. Oh, man. I love that. So, Ruth, honestly, good on you for not not pushing. Yeah. Because. (laughs) Not being like, yeah, not not being so, like, just not prying into your life or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, any any (laughs) listeners, if you want to be my friend, just know that I will be in your space all the time. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, where did I go? I'm so sorry. I made you lose your No, place. you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so uh, the Catherine and Merritt's apartment were fill- was filling up with smoke. They determined the firefighters determined that the source was coming from Teresita's apartment. So the firefighters they broke down Teresita's door and were able to extinguish the flames. Um, once the fire was out, they determined the fire was not accidental. Um, and then on the floor of Teresita's room, firefighters found her mattress. Under the mattress, they found Teresita's body oh. naked with a kitchen knife stabbed deeply into the center of her chest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Whew. this is where things start to take a turn. <laughs> Um, so the firefighters saw this, they discovered her body under this mattress and they were like, okay, well, we're not going to touch this because now this is a homicide case. Yeah. So we got to turn this over to the Chicago police. So then the detectives came and they determined that the killer who set Teresita on fire was trying to destroy any evidence of the crime happening. Yeah. Which to me is like, you set it on fire. If anything, there's more evidence now because it's on fire. Someone said it. It's not accidental, and there's a dead body. I mean, dumbass. <laughs> like, yeah, what? yeah. But fire typically 
destroys evidence like fingerprints or or DNA like hair DNA. And exactly skin. yeah, yeah. Exactly. but at the same, things around there at the same time it's like I'm gonna set fire to this apartment and it's not caused by any electrical faulty wiring or you know gas oven being left on <laughs> the what the fuck anyway so um after the murderer killed Teresita Detectives determined that they had thrown a bunch of clothes to pile on top of her, then lit the clothing on fire as if to hide her body. Mm-hmm. So, so it was Teresita's on the floor, the mattress is on top of Teresita, and then the clothes were on top of the mattress. Uh-huh. So just this like mound. They were of... hoping that it, the evidence on her would burn faster. That right. Way. Right. Exactly. So it was just just to hide her body. Yeah. You know how long it takes to burn a body. A f- fucking long time. It's very right. long. It's, I just also, long. sorry guys. I also just want to preface. Um, I am not a serial killer. Uh, so if you <laughs> wait, I just answered your question way too confidently whenever I said way too quickly. Way too, too yeah. I was gonna and let I that just, slide. I just but... want to say, guys, that this was actually something I originally wanted to be growing up like i originally wanted to join the bau like i originally wanted to join yeah the fbi oh that's interesting yeah and i'm not gonna lie to you guys and i'm not trying to make light of the situation at all no no we're but not. the reason the whole reason i changed my mind was because it said i needed to do cardio oh <laughs> i swear to you i swear to you it said i <laughs> I feel terrible for saying that. But they said I need <laughs> I needed to learn a second language. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to learn a second language. Yeah. Obviously schooling. They said I'd have to go through like they said I'd have to be a police officer first and like Oh, that makes sense. Then yeah. go through the rest of the channels pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then it said cardio. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I looked into it when I was still in high school. So I the idea was an absolute no so now i just <laughs> now in my sp- spare time i just read a lot about behavior okay so yeah i promise i'm not a serial killer i just might sound like one sometimes guys and i promise i'm not anyways <laughs> the cops are gonna come knocking on our door soon so don't any- report me <laughs> anyone considering a career in behavioral analysis know right now that you are required to be somewhat as fuck in shape yeah right at least be able to run like a five minute mile yeah no big deal exactly like if you've watched criminal minds (laughs) it is ideal that is exactly what they're looking for yeah well that makes sense yeah but uh, but also just like anyway so okay sorry get back we're (laughs) getting back to the story you're fine you're fine um so right so the there was a bunch of clothes found piled on top of Teresita then lit on fire as if to hide her body and destroy all evidence of a murder. Um, in the in the crime scene, Teresita's body was found naked under the mattress and pile of clothing. So detectives automatically, you know, they would believe that there was, um, okay, trigger warning, uh, that there was sexual assault that took place. Mm-hmm. You know, the R word. I don't really want to say it, but that's what yeah, it I'm is. Yeah, I'm not going to have you say it. Um, Maybe that's just what we should say, the R word. Yeah, and I have it written in my notes as the R word because I, yeah. I didn't even feel comfortable writing no. it. But, um. So the, the detectives believe that's what happened before she was killed. However, um, not that this makes it any better, but when they brought in her body for the, for an autopsy, it was confirmed there was no evidence of sexual assault found on her person. Okay. 
which was that's um that's good that's good yeah it's just like why Why? take off the clothes in the first place if i had to guess um it would be to dehumanize her probably well actually (laughs) i don't know why i'm asking i have the answer in here (laughs) i have the answer in here but no it that in one way it's like oh it's a serial killer yeah and my and the way it looks it sounds to me like they're trying to dehumanize her, like humiliate her almost. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still like, why? Yeah. Again, I I don't understand. I don't, I want to understand why they do what they do. Right. But I just, I can't. It's hard. Um, so no evidence of sexual assault. Uh, the police were able to see that Teresita's apartment prior to her being burned uh, was ransacked and they could determine that there was a struggle that took place. Um, They couldn't determine if anything was missing from her apartment, but they speculated that there was also a robbery that took place. So after they combed through her apartment, uh, police couldn't find any clues or physical evidence that was left behind. But there was one thing that police did take um, and treated as evidence. And it was a note that Teresita left behind for herself. It was a memo that said, quote, get theater tickets for A.S., unquote. With no leads or ideas as to who the A.S. initials could be or who it could represent, police were interested in pursuing this as a lead. Mm -hmm. So for several weeks after the discovery of the crime scene, police started interviewing all of her friends, coworkers, neighbors, even classmates, um, some of her piano lesson, like, clients or... Students. 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 And, you know, just started combing through them, asking them, like, who was she? What's her character like? What is she interested in? What is she, you know, all those basic questions. Pretty much everything they truly need to know to understand what's happening. Right. And, like, who was in her circle or who was outside of it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So what they found out was that Teresita was a quiet and polite woman who was dedicated to her job. She dated a few times with different men, but was never married. She was never really interested in anyone girl i get it um <laughs> dating's hard listen anyway i'm married i'm just saying like when i recall it it's like i'm glad i'm married dating i know <laughs> i know guys i'm really gonna out myself right now Ooh. um i i didn't date okay i fully fully messed with emotions i did and i won't i won't lie about it um i remember this one guy we won't name names <laughs> Um, in high school. You know that people listen to this podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. In high school. It's okay. I'm I'm obviously, like, I'm engaged now. I don't mess with his feelings. He actually really, really helps me. Anyways, so <laughs> this, this, this guy in high school, uh, he really liked me. And I knew this. Obviously, I was not actually going to pursue... But he would bring me, so sweet, he would bring me blueberry muffins every day Aww. in history class from Dunkin' Donuts. And he worked there. Like, he, he used to save them at the end of his shift and Aww. bring them into work, like, into school the next day. I know. I want a muffin now. I know. I always think back at, like, high school me, and I'm like, man, you're a bitch. <laughs> you were a bitch. But me now, I'm was- really cool. I would never treat Corey that way. Right, right. But it was high school. Though. It was high school. You know, we so were, many emotions. Y- so many hormones. So, 
It was so high school. Many hormones. Right. And it was high school. It was literally like a jungle. Like the you know when that fight in Mean Girls <laughs> in Mean Girls, whenever Katie, I think that's her name, uh-huh. she like pictures everyone as wildcats and stuff and they're like attacking each oh, other. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. how high school is to me. <laughs> I mean you're not far from the truth though. That's yeah. kind that and nowadays like have you have you watched Euphoria? No. Oh my no. god. I've been told that oh. I need to. You do. I've you... been, I've been yes. told that I need to. I've been told that it's a lot like Degrassi. But like who the fuck said that shit? Degrassi like on crack almost. Okay, there you go. That's Does that sound more accurate? Yeah. It's, okay. It's like Degrassi on fentanyl, cocaine, heroin. Yeah, some heavy, heavy duty stuff. Meth, all the drugs you could think of. Um, yeah, I need to watch it. I know I can. Like, I looked it up the other day. Yeah. So I know I can. Who the fuck is calling me from Berwyn? Leave me alone. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Um, I also just want to say real fast before we get back into the story that if I start going on tangents like I have been so far... It's because I have not talked to, like, anybody or seen Dara in, like, a fucking month. Exactly. So, and I, I'm fine with that. It's our podcast. Yeah. So. So love it or leave. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't leave me. Please. <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> so um, she dated but was never married. Uh, her patients from Edgewater Hospital loved her and her staff cared for her and they had no reason to have any ill will against her. Uh, she had no known enemies, so it came as a shock to everyone to hear what happened to her. After a few months, though, the case died off for a little bit. It just lost its steam. Yeah. There's just no leads. Mm-hmm. Then, in July 1977, so a few months after all this happened, uh, Detective Joe Statula Statula? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Statula. <laughs> okay. Because it's spelled S-T-A-C-H-U-L-A. So I'm, I'm going to say Statula. Detective Joe Statula received a note on his desk asking him to call the Evanston Police Department about the Bossa murder. Statula immediately called um, and an Evanston officer told him that they had recently received a call from someone claiming to have information about Teresita's murder. The detective was then told to call Dr. Jose Chua, a doctor who lived in Skokie. Uh, Detective Stachula and his partner, Detective Lee Eplin, arranged an interview with Dr. Chua in his home. Dr. Chua said he has information for the detectives, but was extremely embarrassed with the way he wanted to share what he knew. So this is where it's going to start twisting and turning a little bit. Okay. Okay, right. so it's getting twisty-turny. It's getting very twisty-turny. It's, it's, I'm ready. Let's... And, and it's... Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, um, so, right. Detective Statula and his partner, uh, Detective Lee Eplin, they arranged an interview with Dr. Chua at his home. Um, Dr. Chua has embarrassing information that he has to share with them. So instead of, like, getting right into the nitty-gritty of why Dr. Chua wanted to speak with these detectives he goes he's like um so how are you guys doing how long have you been at your job like he has yeah. he, you know playful banter small talk 
because he's trying, trying to, to beat around the bush. Right, right, right. Like, and he's just trying to break the ice because he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you don't want to just be like, well, a ghost right. told me. This is what happened. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so he, yeah, after a few minutes of small talk and breaking the ice, Dr. Tua asked the detectives if they, if they had any belief in the paranormal or supernatural. Which already, it's like coming out of left field. It's like, so how was your day? By the way, do you believe in Jesus? You know? <laughs> By the way. Right. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in, you, you know? You know, any, any of that? <laughs> so this caught the detectives off guard, but trying not to be judgmental, having an open mind. I mean, instead of saying anything to Dr. Chua, they just looked at each other and they were like, okay, I think this is a waste of our time. So... Dr. Chua continues to tell the detectives that he believes his wife, Remebios, um, a.k.a. Remy, had been had been possessed by the spirit of Teresita Basa. So Remy, Dr. Chua's wife, was also from the Philippines and apparently, according to Dr. Chua, started having weird dreams that involved Teresita. Remy was said to try to ignore the dreams, but one day while she was asleep, she entered a trance-like state and started speaking to her husband in a voice that was not her own. Dr. Chua said that his wife said, uh, Doctor, I would like to ask for your help. The man who murdered me is still at large, unquote. Uh, mind you, this is all in Filipino and in Tagalog, so it's translated to the English. Um, so continuing, Dr. Chua claimed that his wife said this to him in Teresita's voice while she was in a trance so it didn't sound like remy at all it it sounded like teresita oh that's so cool i'm like what so so then he asked his wife who was speaking through her and he said to the detectives i was really surprised and scared when i asked her name and she answered um in tagalog teresita basa or i am teresita basa and then Dr. Chua said, but she told me I had nothing to be scared of. She was really pleading for me to help solve her murder. Just imagine just one day out of the blue. You know, <laughs> the amount of respect that I have for this, for this woman. Yeah. Because she, she didn't stop. She's coming back from the dead. She's like, Oh, you fucking killed me? Right. You did that to me? Right. Absolutely not. She didn't fucking stop. She oh, was no. like, hold on. Yep. <laughs> and then just went in. First of all, you undressed me, burnt my shit, and killed me? Absolutely not. And then he did one more thing after that, which we'll get into. Right. Right. Oh, we'll bitch. get into. Oh, bitch. And this is on it. Okay. So, like, this is the juiciest, like, okay. So. <laughs> So Dr. Chua continues to speak to the spirit in his wife's body, and apparently Teresita told him that she claims to have been murdered by a man named Alan Showery, the initials AS from the memo that the police found. Oh. And she needed him, she needed Dr. Chua to go to the police with this information. So she insisted that Alan had arrived at her apartment to fix her television, but had killed her instead. After Teresita pleads with Jose again, or Dr. Chua again, the voice fades, and then his wife, Remy, wakes up with no memory at all whatsoever what happened and no awareness of it happening. So, so she just blacked out. She just she was just asleep. She was like, just knocked wow. out. And, and then she was looking at her husband like, what are you looking are at you? me yeah. for like that? And he's like, hello? 
And she's like, <laughs> no, I was asleep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, uh, where was I? Oh, okay. So a week later, the same exact thing happened again to Remy. She was asleep and then Teresita just possesses her again. And then she started talking to Dr. Chua again in the same voice as before, except this time Teresita was pissed. Yeah, as she, she was, should. She was angry and demanded to know why he didn't call the police yet. Dr. Chua, okay, get this. Dr. Chua tried to plead with Teresita and told her that he's a doctor and uses logic to deduce that this was not something the police would believe in and they wouldn't believe him saying this information because it's incredible and outrageous. So this annoyed Teresita, okay, her spirit. Yeah. It, it annoyed her, and then she said that she has proof. Okay, this is... Hold on to this. She has proof that she could give Dr. Chua. She said that Alan had stolen some jewelry from her apartment. These were pieces that her, that her father uh, bought from France to give to her mother, and they were heirlooms that Teresita had inherited from her mother. Teresita claims that after he stole her jewelry, Alan gave them to his girlfriend. And Teresita's voice even gave Dr. Chua names and phone numbers of four people that would be able to identify the jewelry. This is what made Dr. Chua go to the police finally. And also because he wanted to stop this from happening to his wife. Yeah, being, I could see that. Being yeah. possessed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So though the detectives were super skeptical from this wild ass story... The name that Teresita's voice supposedly gave him uh, matched the initials from the memo they found in her apartment. This was enough for the detectives to go off on and use as a lead, especially months after dead ends. Yeah. Months of dead ends. So using the name Alan Showery, the detectives ran a background check on him and to their surprise, learned that he lived near Teresita and was also employed at Edgewater Hospital. He was a respiratory therapist. The detectives spoke to many of Teresita's co-workers, and each one of them mentioned that Alan was going to Teresita's the night that she died to fix her TV. So that's corroborating mm -hmm. what Dr. Chu was telling the police. Um, knowing this was too big to be a coincidence, the detectives thought it was time to speak to Alan himself. So they stopped at his apartment unannounced and found both Alan and his girlfriend, Yanka Kamluk. Um, they were both home. So they asked if Alan would be able to go down to the police station with them and told him that they were investigating the death of Teresita. So they were hoping that he could help. So Alan agrees. And during their first interview with him, he denied going to Teresita's house. The detectives confronted him with the fact that other people from the hospital overheard him saying he was going over to Teresita's to fix her TV. But Alan changed his story. He admitted going to her apartment but once he got there, he said, quote, I forgot a tool, so I needed to go home, unquote. So he left and told Teresita that he would come back to fix it another time because he didn't have a tool. Okay. <laughs> so he said when he left her apartment, he immediately went back to his apartment. Alan claimed that him and his girlfriend had been having electrical, quote unquote, electrical issues in their apartment. So that's why he went straight back to his place. At this point, the detectives were both thinking that this is definitely the suspect they've been looking for, if not the one, if not you know, yeah. the murderer. So both detectives couldn't believe they were following a tip from a ghost. <laughs> I 
get that. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, but now they were open to the idea that they could possibly be following the right tip. So they paused the interview to return to Alan's apartment. They paused the interview, the interview with Alan to speak with his girlfriend, Yanka. Yanka told them that she was unaware of any electrical problems at their apartment. And she also noted that Alan would have no idea how to fix electrical issues anyway. <laughs> That's right, Yanka. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I mean, he a man, but he ain't like no shit. Yeah. <laughs> he probably can't even fix a TV. He pr- Exactly. Ooh. So now both the detectives feel like they're onto something. And then they remember the detail about the jewelry. Okay. <gasps> okay. okay. Oh, God. Okay. So, the detectives asked Yaka if Alan had given her any jewelry lately. She said yes. He had given her a couple pieces of jewelry in February and told her that they were belated Christmas gifts. I'm sorry. I had to take a moment of silence for that because it's like you still accepted a gift in February that was labeled as a belated Christmas gift. At that point, at that point, Valentine's Day. Right. That's not a red flag. <sighs> oh my god. Anyway. Um. So here's the catch. Yanko is wearing them during the interview. Oh no. That the police were giving her. She. She pointed out the pendant around her neck and the golden pearl cocktail ring on her finger. The detectives took another chance and asked Bianca if she would mind following them to the police station. And she agreed to do so, but she had no idea what was about to happen. Oh, no. So, without any ideas on how the rest of the interview would pan out, but willing to take their chances, the detectives arranged to have the people who could supposedly identify the jewelry. You remember um, Teresita told Dr. Chua, I have four people, their names and phone numbers. They they know what my jewelry looks like. They called all four of them to identify the jewelry and to meet them at the police station. When they all arrived, each one of them, all four of them confirmed that the jewelry Yanka was wearing was the stolen jewelry from Teresita's apartment. They had seen Teresita wear that. What? Oh my gosh. I'm freaking out rereading this again. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, if I found out that my boyfriend mm-hmm. gave me, not only murdered somebody, mm-hmm. but gave me jewelry from a dead woman, stolen from a dead stolen woman, stolen from a dead woman, right? I would be in prison, first of all. <laughs> and I would, I would need. I would just feel so dirty. I would feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I the I would shame. Have to, yeah. That would overcome me. I, look, oh, oof. But, wow. but like really though, the just like she was blindfolded that whole time because she didn't she had no idea that her boyfriend was going to murder yeah. anyone. That he she I mean actually, she didn't even know that he like supposedly was going to fix electrical problems right their own apartment right or that yeah like she was completely blindsided exactly oh that poor woman i felt so bad for the girlfriend too because oh shit had no fucking clue whatsoever and then all of a sudden these police officers are just coming to her place being like 
so where'd you get that? Where'd you get that piece of jewelry from? Like, what does your boyfriend mm-hmm. do? And she's like, wait, what's going on? Like, I just, oh, shit. so bad for her. Um, so each one of them confirmed the jewelry Yanko was wearing was the ones from Teresita's apartment. So now with this, all this information, the detectives confronted Alan. And then Alan was like, ah, yeah, let me just confess. So he confessed to Teresita's murder. He admitted that he decided he was going to rob her because he needed rent money. Alan said that because Teresita was expecting him to fix her TV, he knew she would let him in her apartment without hesitation because they knew each other and they worked with each other. Um, And that theater tickets were Teresita's way of paying him back for helping her. Mm. That's just so... He said that as soon as he got inside her apartment and she turned around, he attacked her. So Alan further explains that the reason why he took off her clothes was to make it seem like she had been sexually assaulted and he admitted to stabbing her once in the chest. His plan was to steal enough money from Teresita to pay his rent, but that plan failed and he was only able to find $30. So to make up for the deficit, he said he decided to steal the jewelry to make this robbery and murder more, quote unquote, worthwhile. Then he set her apartment on fire with her in it to cover up the crime. With all this information, Alan was arrested and charged with murder. The trial began in January 21st, 1979, but ended in a hung jury four weeks later. While awaiting his retrial, um... So this is the other weird twist. So the first trial in January, he pleaded not guilty. Okay. Right, right. But then because that first trial ended in a hung jury, while he was waiting, he changed his mind in prison. And he goes, I'm going to plead guilty in exchange for a sentence reduction. So the rumor is that Teresita visited him in his prison cell. Being like, motherfucker, excuse me? Do you not? I'm dead oh, because gosh. of you. Right. So that was the rumor, right? Um, so he changed his mind. Next trial, he's like, I'll plead guilty. But then, of course, everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like, his lawyer told him to plead guilty because that's what lawyers do, just so that they can give him a softer sentence. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison, but got out after five. Wow. For, like, good behavior or... Just, yeah, probably. it. The research I did didn't say why. It just said that he only served five years in prison before being released on parole. And that is the story of Teresita Bassa, the woman, the dead woman who named her killer. Wow. That was... It was a very exciting case to read through, but then when it got to the end, it really pissed me off. Yeah, he only got five years. Yeah, he got out after five years. He was sentenced to 14, but only got five because, yeah. I'm like, what did you do? How did you do that? How did you get out in five years as opposed to 14? I I don't know. Is he still alive? I actually I'm, didn't research that. I should have to assume he is. I should have researched that. Um, I mean, and this was like the late seventies. Yeah, maybe he's so maybe. still alive. May- maybe not. I'm not sure, but 
kind of hoping he's not because that was terrible. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, my brain is just trying to wrap around it all. Right. Just the fact that... Like, what... Was he hoping? (laughs) I mean, so many questions. Mm -hmm. So many questions. Um... First of all, she was like a piano teacher Mm -hmm. and a nurse. She's working multiple jobs. So what makes you think that she has money for you to rob in the first place? Exactly. Right. What makes you think she has money in the first place? Um, Like you already know she's she's trying her hardest to make ends meet. Mm Mm-hmm. So... She lives in a small apartment from what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, I, I've seen, yeah. Why would you, why, why would you think <laughs> that throwing them off with sexual assault would work? Ex- right. Look. Wow, that, that all sounded terrible. Just right. Uh, if I listen back to that and my whole, it's going to sound terrible. <laughs> No, yeah, and what, 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 like, did you think sexual assault was going to be a lesser charge? Like, what? No, it should not be. It shouldn't, it should be the same, honestly. It should be much worse. Right, like, life in prison times 10. I don't care. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was also the other part. It's like, well, if anyone found, I I wanted them to think that she was, you know, like, just sexually assaulted. Why? And if, why? What? Oh my gosh. I don't know. See, and that's another reason I cannot join the BAU. I would have hit him right in the face. Right in the fucking jaw. <sighs> I would, yeah, I, I would get way too emotional. My emotions I, would get yeah, absolutely. way too in Me too. Like, I don't even, I didn't even know these people. And right. I'm, I'm mad for the, for the girlfriend. Mad mm-hmm. for, mad for the sweet woman that yeah. was robbed and murdered. Oh, Alan. Ooh. I know, uh, right. If I was that agent, I would cluck your ass. It just made no fucking sense what he said to like reason with the detectives about yeah. her clothes being taken off. And, and then to make the robbery worthwhile because he only found $30 in her entire apartment. Yeah. Not that her apartment yeah. was huge to begin with. Yeah. But then stealing her jewelry. Her jewelry. It's like, I don't, I don't know. That is, wow. (laughs) But that is, that's a cool case. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Overall, that's a cool case. Like the fact that they found her killer because she refused. Possessed a woman. Exactly. And was like, hey, get this bitch. She refused to arrest. Uh Uh-huh. She was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. Rightfully so. I told you to call the police. And you didn't. So what's what's the holdup? What are we doing yep. here, sir? You want this to keep happening to your wife? <laughs> every time she takes a nap? Every time? Oh, that would scare the shit out of me. I can just imagine, like, I if... Oh, oh that would scare the shit out of me. Oh I, okay, so I had this one friend. Okay, another fun fact about me, guys. I love ghosts. Yeah! Love, love the topic of ghosts. Possession scares me. But I love the topic still. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. Yeah. It's all very interesting. And I had a friend that 
uh, this was middle school. Mm-hmm. She used to speak, like, she used to talk in her sleep. Oof. But she could talk other languages in her sleep. And if you ever met her, oh, wow. she doesn't know any other languages. I'm convinced in her sleep she was just possessed every now and then. Just talking in her sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just by some French ghost, some yeah. Portuguese ghost. Yeah. And if you ask her what she was saying, yeah. she'll tell you in English. Like, she would translate it for you. But she doesn't speak these languages. Oh, no. It was still in her sleep. Like, if you oh. asked her, like, what are you saying? She would translate it in English for you. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Do you remember any? Uh, any? None of them were good. Oh, okay. None of them were good. Just, like, gibberish? It was. She, one time she was speaking, it's, I swear it sounded like Latin. Okay. Uh, I don't know many languages, so I can't tell you for sure. But whenever I asked her what she said, she said I had my elbow in her macaroni <laughs> and that she wanted me to get it out. <laughs> like, it wasn't anything good, but it was enough for me to be like, who are you? Right. <laughs> who are am you? I talking to? Why are you? Yeah. Speaking? Yeah, and she's one of those girls that had like Ouija boards in her house, never followed Absolutely the rules. Not. Mm-hmm. So I'm convinced that she was just possessed every now and then, and I was just probably sleeping next to a ghost and just like. I will never yeah. have a Ouija board anywhere near my person. No. I tried I tried a Ouija board one time, Bye. and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. I'm not fucking with it. Nothing I don't happened. care if nothing happened. Something did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, eventually, because I forgot to say goodbye. So yeah. Yeah, my mom was so mad whenever she found out. Oh my I, I don't know. God, Bridget! I, I, I don't know if I said this in a past like podcast episode or if it was just like one of our patron episodes. But I, yeah, my mom, that was her one rule growing up. No Ouija boards. Don't mind me, I'm just having a heart attack on the side. <laughs> no Ouija boards. So me and this girl obviously brought in a Ouija board and started playing with it. Nothing happened. We just put it up. We were like, okay, this this shit's not not real. Oh, uh, mm. we were like, this shit's not real. So we put it up. <laughs> Next thing you know, there was a figure. <laughs> there was a figure at the foot of my bed, just standing there watching me, and it freaks me out. And I swear to you guys, sometimes it feels like it's still following me around, even though I know it's not. Sometimes I'll just like be walking ginge at five a.m. and I'll like turn around real fast because I think it's behind me. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just Well apparently out. it's a common thing though, because I uh apparently he's called the hat man. So apparently it's like really common. People have seen fuck? him before, but he just like watches you. Like he doesn't Yeah. I have to go home after this. <laughs> you live right next door. Still it's you'll dark be, outside. You'll be fine. It's still dark outside. Like Oh, that's so scary. Yeah, and uh, me and me and Corey's wedding is Ouija board themed, but there's not <laughs> there's not going to be real ones. So yeah, it's really cute actually. The way her wedding is turning out, yeah, it's really cute. Spooky and soft, all in one. I I'm so excited to see it all put together. Come together. Yeah. Oh, I know. Me too. Oh, so excited. All right, guys. Well, that that's it for this week. Yeah. I'm glad we ended on a happier note about your wedding. Yes. Minus the the creepy hat man you just explained to us. Um. (laughs) Yep. 
Well, uh, yeah, feel free to look into him. Just don't play with Ouija boards, guys. <laughs> Lesson learned. If you guys have any creepy Ouija board stories, though, I'd love to hear. Oh yeah, email them. That'd be really that'd be a really cool um, episode. Episode like a bonus episode. Yeah. We could do a listener episode on Ouija board experiences. Yeah. Um, email. Oh my god, I almost forgot. Email us at tgaatpodcast at gmail.com. Email us those stories or any other um, stories you want to hear live. And um, follow us. Bridget's making that Instagram tonight. Literally, as soon as we stop recording, I'm just going to make it. Right. So um, you can follow us officially on Instagram, whatever that handle's going to be. We'll update our Patreon yeah. with and it. You can like our Facebook page, but we don't know how to work it. And I can't figure out how to work it. We'll, so We'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I've tagged two girls in a theory in my Facebook posts a few times. Right. But I, like I said, I don't know how to work it. But, I don't know. But we'll we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. Right. Even if we have to hire a Gen Z for that. I'm sure we could We might well. have to. I don't know. Gen Z does does Gen Z Hello, Gen Z. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know how to work Facebook? Because like I Facebook was kinda outdated when y'all came around. Sorry. Or at least it was becoming outdated. I don't have a Facebook anymore, so none of that affects me, so I don't know. But um we should probably look into hiring an intern. <laughs> maybe maybe for, for our business page right. we'll pay you in like food yeah i can buy you some donuts or something yeah we'll pay you in dinners yeah Ooh. yeah, yeah. Well, i think that's we a- could take you out to a nice restaurant once a month once a month yeah i think yeah. that'd be okay we'll, okay. we'll look, into, we'll look it. into that yeah um anyways join us next week for jeanette de palma case that's your case that's isn't my it? case okay um, tell me story i yeah, I will tell you a story. Yeah. I currently don't know it. No, that was why I just next I week. I will tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Well, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Feels good to be back. It does, uh, yes. Loved you. Missed you. Uh, and we'll see you again. Yeah. Don't murder people. No mm. more. No murdering. No, no being stupid. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.